When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well met, fellow adventurers. Now back to the proving grounds, the perilous streets. Now I've just finished. I spent the last small while running away from Seer. Going, yeah! I've been doing that for about a few days straight. Right, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to get a bit hoarse. Well, I was, but then, but then I took a, took a nap and that recovered me. Anyway, after I'd finally ran out of breath, I found I'd run across half the kingdom to Talinus, the city of the Griffin, the capital of the kingdom of Tosa, a centre of commerce and culture for the North Broadlands, home to a giant three-tailed rat that prowls on... Cows on the streets at night, stalking human prey. Something really needs to be done about that last part. And that was the description. Now, this adventure is called Old Free Tale. And it begins. It is in secrecy. It was the Anas' dire request that you'll meet with, with Ridlock, the proprietor of... The King's Larder, one of Tannis's most beloved taverns, the back room of his establishment, away from the din of the ever bustling common room, and over a bottle of fine spirits, the ruddy faced, middle aged owner lays out the problem that plagues his tavern. He tells you that late last night, while I was cleaning up the tavern, he was confronted by a giant rat. Begins to tremble and pours himself another helping of the spirit. Of the spirit. <laughs> oh. So and swiftly, swiftly downs it. <coughs> but it was no mere rat, he says, his voice falling almost to a whisper. The beast was as big as valiant, my staghound, but twice as wide. It bears its teeth and lunged at me. I thought for sure it would. Wouldn't have had me by the throat, but Vayant left between us and kept at bay. Not for long, but not for long enough. Before I could grab my trusty world, what the beast tore poor Valiant to shreds, right before his eyes, a more piteous, poor sight you must hope you never see. And it tells you that the giant wat that dragged, then dragged Valiant's carcass across the floor, and down the open hatch, and into the cellar. I leapt up, quick as that, and ran, ran to close the hatch behind it, and that's when I saw it, as the creature disappeared. Into the gloom I caught sight of its tails. Yes, tails. He had three of them, I'm afraid, brave friend, and is most certainly, and, it, and all is most certainly not well. Piers' old three-tail has returned, and there's a link here. Three-tail. For more than a year, this massive rat, by some accounts the size of a mule, 
prowled the sewers and streets of Talonus, stalking human prey and killing and devouring anything unfortunate to cross its path. Finally, a, lo- a local hero and adventurer by the name of Womick, who soon met his fate at the hand of a roaming, roaming band of ogres, hunted down and put two arrows into the hideous creature. When the rat dragged itself off into the sewers before it could be reached, it was universally assumed that it would soon succumb to its wound. Indeed, for four long years, Freetown and the gruesome legends, legend he spawned faded into memory. There were many who claimed then that rat was not a rat at all, but rather a demon in rat form, given the creature's extremely cunning and vicious nature. There were also many who refused to believe that Freetown was slain and the foul beast still lurks in the shadows of the city, or in the forests outside its walls, or in, uh, or in the cellar of a tavern. Yeah, because a lot of, as I said before, a lot of stuff happens in taverns. Recall the tale of Freetown, a giant triple-tailed rat that prowled the streets of the Tertian Dark, streets of the Tertian capital after dark for over a year, stalking and slaying anyone or anything unlucky enough to cross its path. After the giant rat had claimed its fourth human victory, local hero by the name of Venture and adventurer by the name of Womick, who soon after met his fate at the hand of a roaming band of ogres, hunted down and put two arrows in the hideous creature. When the rat dragged itself off into the sewers, it was universally assumed that it would soon succumb to its wounds. Indeed, for four long years, Freetail and the gruesome legend it spawned, he spawned, faded into memory. Unless we're blighted with another Freetail rat, the spies of mule, that was Freetail, and make no mistake. But I have to tell you, Zoops, that having a like of that giant rat about will do no good for my patronage. If word of this gets out, every self-fancied monster hunter in the kingdom will be pounding on the door day and night, wanting a stab at the beast. No good for business. No, sir. Widder bluntly asks you to accept the task of entering the cellars, the cellars beneath his tavern and slaying the legendary giant rat once and for all. He tells that he will pay you 1,000 gold for the confirmed death of the fearsome creature. You accept his offer and meet him in a shoulder cross. You follow Wydock to the hatchway that leads to the tavern cellar. There you help him move several heavy barrels he has stacked on top of it. When, when the clutch is clear, he pulls it open, revealing a flight of decaying wooden steps leading out in darkness. You might fancy a splash of that, he says, meaning you as small bar. It looks like Quebec or some such. Better have it than not, I wage. Ooh, it's a Quebec elixir. This cardi potion is created from the dried leaves of the Quebec plant. Consuming this potion will restore your stamina boat total to full. An advantage of the Quebec elixir is that you can use it even, even when you're just about to enter combat. And in that case, you can't use... You can't use Restoration then, but you can use a Kepek Elixir. And it also works in various circumstances when your your magic has been drained. 
So it's, it's a very useful item in a few, in a narrow set of circumstances. But when it's needed, it's very useful indeed. Widdick gives you a final nod as you boldly descend into the dark, musty tavern cellar. The wettest stake of this cellar is enough to make you never want to patronise the ta tavern that sits over it. Long-legged spiders scurry for cover as your light invades their shadowy subterranean world. Now and again, thin strands of light filter down between the floorboards of the tavern's ground level just above you. A set of wood, decaying wooden steps leads up to the tavern from here. Okay, yep, I'm just ex exploring this tavern. It's a large rat. <coughs> the power's late with the cellar is made plain. It's one of the fetid ro rodents that dwell here, slinking to view. The vicious rat, tur rat, rat turns and runs towards you, its teeth bare as it closes in for the attack. The vicious rat bites at you, but it is slain. Yes. You take a few moments to catch your breath and check over him before once again setting off his head. You can't help but hope there aren't many more of the vermin investing this, investing this place. Oh dear, yeah, definitely don't. It's two large rats. The two fetid rodents that dwell here slink into view. The vicious rats turn and run towards you. Their teeth bare as they close in for the attack. They're two large and very stupid rats. And they, but they try to bite me, but they forget I have a sword. And the swords are better than teeth. Because they have range. And if the, if the sword breaks, you can fix it. If your teeth break, you, you're, in, you're, in it. you're in for a world of hurt. And if you're a rodent, you'll probably die before you heal. So that's the advantage of swords. Amongst many others. Yes. And you're not going to end up accidentally swallowing things that were probably deadly. Yeah, alright, uh, yeah. And keep keep just exploring everywhere in this tunnel. There's a little little alcove in the southwest corner. Ooh, what's this? The, the, it's four monstrous rats. Alright, are they just bigger than usual? The rodents of an unusual size, they bite at me. I slay them, they are slain. 5 XP. Alright, not, nothing particular going on here. Alright, now there's a. Uh, on the southeast corner. Spiders, yeah, and same, just. You've got the same sort of description of the. Uh, General place as before. Alright. The corpse of a recently slain human male lies against the floor here. Although the rogue man appears to have been dead, for perhaps no more than a week, Decay is rapidly claiming his remains. With a good deal of curiosity, you note a large number of rat corpses strewn about the floor. 
floor in the vicinity of the humans who remains. Many of these corpses appear to be fairly flesh. Okay, so what, what happened here? Was this man was this man some somehow got in this cellar? I have no idea how. Was he dragged into this cellar? Yeah, yeah, dragged. That that makes sense. Probably at night, probably by three tail. And then he was just swarmed, swarmed by so many rats. I mean, they were trying to, trying to fight. Oh, as many as I can, but this is too many. They swarm, they bite. Ah, what a way to go. What a way to go. Or he might have been dead first. We don't know. We're going to search the human remains. If only dust began searching the remains of the dead human. When suddenly an unearthly chill runs the length of your body, shaking uncontrollably from the unnatural cold, you step back from the remains and watch in horror as a gruesome spirit rises up from the corpse. The ghost squeaks loudly, no, no doubt causing a few ales to spin in the tavern above, and floats towards you, its wag-clad arms outstretched. Attack the ghost. I fight a gruesome spirit. Reaches out for me. Oh, okay. It keeps reaching out. Oh, the touch of your enemy sends a deathly chill the length of your body. Seven damage from that. Oh, uh, keep, keep fighting, keep fighting. And it, he, it is slain. It is laid to rest. 22 XP. The spirit howls begins to rapidly fade from view. Though it disappeared, a blinding flash of white light fills the cellar. In its wake, you feel somewhat more experienced. 512 experienced a woodmanship. You feel as if the departing spirit has departed a portion of its life experience to you. Nice. Alright, it's two giant rats now. Yes. Yes, because it's in giant houses. The rats are slightly bigger. Or they're rats who are giant, or rats for giants. Bit of, doesn't really make much difference. They're rats, they're big. Yep, free XP there. Okay, that's the southeast quadrant explored. Now there's a little bit on the eastern side. It's a little alcove. Oh, it's another. You discover the half-rotted corpse of a human female lying in a mouldy corner. The dead woman is garbed in scarred leather tunic, and a short, in a rusty short sword lies close to a decaying fence. The good deal of curiosity to watch a large number of rat corpses strewn about the floor, vicinity of the human remains. Many of these corpses appear to be fairly fresh. Okay, I mean that not. That was the short being short being close. Yeah, it does look like she like she died being overwhelmed by hordes of rats. Oh dear, oh dear, is that, is that that's probably in the top ten worst ways to go. I mean, I mean, if a big animal attacks you, you die. It it, it can get you in one. It just bite. You're gone. But rats, it's it's just. It take it might take them hours to get through you completely. Oh my! Oh my! 
you, you get, ah, oh, just, ah, oh, I searched these human remains. He only just began searching the remains of the dead human when suddenly an unearthly chill runs the length of your body, shaking uncontrollably from the natural cold. The unnatural cold. You step back from the remains and watch in horror as a gruesome spirit rises up from the corpse. The ghost squeaks loudly, no doubt cast, causing a few hails to spill in the tavern above and floats towards you, its wag-clad arms outstretched. Attack! The ghost. Gruesome spirit. Okay, why are these people coming back as ghosts? Is Tweetail a necromancer now? <laughs> Maybe. The touch of your enemy sends a deathly chill the length of your body. That's nine damage. Keep fighting, keep fighting. Fighty, fighty, fight. And I win. 22 XP. The spirit howls and begins to rapidly fade from view. The moment it disappeared, a blinding flash of white light fills the cellar. In its wake, you, you find that you feel somehow more experienced. 512 experienced to conjuration. You feel as if the departing spirit has imparted a portion of its life experience to you. It's a monstrous rat! Now, and that, that, that goes down. It's got inferior leather sleeves. They don't offer anything. I'm not going to pick him up. Alright, now I'm going to try... Oh, it's three giant rats now. Down they go. And they are slain. Yeah. Here we are. And what's this? Let's see, I'm going on to the western side now. Just slaying two large rats right now for 2 XP. Alright, and there we are. Oh, four large rats. How many rats can you have in this cellar? I mean, I mean, if food standards actually existed in this kingdom, I'd report you to them. But they don't. Maybe there's someone I could, I could report you to? I don't know. Older men? Does this, does this does this town have them? I assume that this must be some the guild. It's probably a guild somewhere. So yeah, some sort of guild I could probably report you to. I mean the the hostilers guild. So this is a medieval place. So this guild there'll be guilds for everything. You can't help but hope there aren't many more of the vermin infesting this place. Unfortunately, it looks like there are. That was 3 XP. And here we are. Oh, oh, and here's, here's something. You find the decaying remains of an armoured human male lying face down on the cellar floor. Yellow worms feast on the rotting flesh of this unfortunate soul. With a good deal of curiosity, you notice a large number of whack corpses strewn about the floor in the vicinity of the human remains. Many of these corpses appear to be fairly fresh. God, he had armour on and he didn't stand a chance. Oh dear. Am I safe? Search the human remains. You've only just began searching the remains of the dead human when suddenly an unearthly, unearthly chill runs the length of your body, shaking uncontrollably from the natural cold. 
You step back from the remains and watch in horror as a gruesome spirit rises from the corpse. The ghost shrieks loudly, no doubt causing a few ales to spill in the towers of taverns above, tavern above, and floats towards you, its wag clag arms outstretched. I must attack this ghost, this gruesome spirit. I battle it. I'm battling it. Reaches out for me. Trying to give me ghostitis. Or something. 22 XP. The spirit, the spirit howls and begins to rapidly fade from view. The moment disappeared, a blinding flash of light. Light fills the cellar, and its wake you find yourself somewhat more experienced. 512 experience to necromancy. Alright, I've, I I think I've just learned something about this person. He knew ne this person, this person knew necromancy, apparently. Well, 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 I'm not, I'm going to use it, of course. He feels the departing spirit and passing a portion of his life experience to you. Okay, now I'm going to go to the north, northern side of this town. Oh, three monstrous rats. Slay, slay, slay. Five XP for that. Alright, four large rats. A pad, I got a pad, sturdy padded slash. I picked that up. I've uh, got, just got four speed from that also. We stumble upon the skeletal remains of a human sprawled out on the stellar Bony fingers of dead humans still clutched a decaying leather bag. With a good deal of curiosity, you know, there's a large number of rat corpses strewn about the floor and vicinity of human remains. Many of the corpses appear to be fairly flesh. Fresh, search the human remains. You only just began searching your remains. It's a dead human, but suddenly an unearthly chill runs the length of your body. Shaking uncontrollably from the unnatural cold, you step back from the remains and watch in horror as a gruesome spirit rises up from the corpse. The ghost shrieks loudly, no doubt causing a few ales to spill in a tavern above and floats towards you. Its wag-clad arms outstretched. Tap the ghosts. Apparently, I'm also a ghostbuster. So on. Yeah, alright. It reaches out towards me. But I'm just going to keep cutting it with a sword. And it works because it's a magic sword. The touch of your enemy sends a deathly chill the length of my body. For nine damage, and there's five regular damage, so fourteen damage that round. But I pay him back, and then some. Uh oh, another fourteen damage. No, no, no. I did. I do fourteen damage. He does six from the deathly chill attack. You have slain your foe. Twenty-two XP. The spirit howls and begins to rapidly fade from view. The moment it disappears, a blinding flash of white light fills the cellar, and its wake you find you feel somewhat more experienced. 512 XP to gating. Feels a departing spirit as part, part of a portion of its life experience to you. Okay, that's that's the northeast corner. I 
think I think that's all the skeletons. Three giant rats. Alright, now I think that's I think that's this this area is explored now. I can finally I can finally go after Freetail himself. Or maybe herself. I think most people were too busy being gnawed to death by gnawed to death by swarms of rats to really take time to do a gender inspection. A, a, massive, a massive rat nest dominates this wide alcove. All manner of vegetation and dead bushes were matted together to form the tangled roost. It looks large enough to hold several hundred rats. Or one very large rat. And a very large rat is what rises up from the middle of the nest. Rising out of the nest is the largest, most gruesome rat you've ever had the displeasure of seeing. The massive rodent, easily the size of a mule, bears its deadly teeth as it silks out of the sinks out of the nest, stalks across the cellar floor towards you. Open wounds whittle the rat's torso, and patchy turfs of wiry, and the patchy turfs of wiry hair goes body are matted with blood and festering with disease. A trio of long, leathery trails drag, al drag along the floor behind the ghastly beast that closes in on you. There is little doubt that you are face to face with three tail, and all signs indicate that this rodent is trouble. I must hold my ground and engage three tail. Freetails, some, you know, rat kings. I wonder if when they tied the rats together with their tails to make this rat king, this rat somehow took control of the rat king and gained extra tails. Like kitsums, maybe, with rats. If they get, as they gain more tails, they get magical powers. Well, that, that would explain all these ghosts. Okay, I did not want to... Okay, that, that's a... Oh. I guess it's a good thing we got it before it got nine tails, because then we would be in trouble. Hold your ground and engage free tail. Here, in a forgotten corner of the tavern, beneath the King's Larder Tavern, you square off against the now decrepit, but still deadly free tail. The massive rat crouches and then leaps for your throat. It's every instinct driving it to kill the human bold enough to enter its lair. I valiantly prepared for battle against Freetail, the rat. Massive rat snaps at you with its deadly teeth. And I slash with my deadliest sword. The sceptic nature of your enemy's attack weakens me? Oh, that's, that's cheating. You're using, you're using biological warfare. I'm going to report you to the non-existent UN because this is a medieval kingdom and the UN doesn't exist. And it's fantasy as well. But 
I'm going to pretend it exists and report you. Report you to them for crimes against humanity and more importantly, men. Because the septic nature of the enemy's attack weakens me again. <sighs> septic nature again? Nine damage. Alright, keep slashing, keep slashing. It is slain. 135 experience points. Years of hard, desperate living and the undying urge to sate a lust for blood are now over. Three tails' eyes flicker briefly, then slowly close. The terrifying beast is gone forever. You make a quick search of the nest and discover it contains a large number of interesting items. Alright, All right, I'll just take, take these sturdy weapons, all this armour. Actually, I'll just you know, take, take more sturdy weapons. And then there's a lot of stuff that's not worth picking up. Alright, so I got 57 gold, 30 of it was in two trinkets. When you're ready, you can continue. You hack off the giant's three tails to present as proof of its demise to Widok before moving off through the cellar. Alright. Yeah, uh... Alright. Massive rat nap nest dominates this wide alcove. All manner of vegetation and debris have been mashed together to form the tangled roost. The vermin that populate this dank cellar have already began feasting on the corpse of Free Tail. You turn away from the gruesome spectacle and move off at once. Oh, poor Free No, no actually, no, not poor Free Tail. He killed a dog! Ah, oh, yes! And that's why, that's why you must die. I was avenging Valiant the Staghound. Yes, that was what this was all about. I mean, it, it, and also I'm presumably avenging those four people there, but they might not necessarily have been killed by the, by three out. And also, they're not dogs, so I don't really feel any need to avenge them. Yeah, remember. I have to avenge, but a dog? You know a dog, I have to avenge. Vengeance for Valiant the Staghound has been achieved. Alright, now, exit the cellar and announce your victory. When you present Widdock with the three severed tails from the massive rat, he does a double take, then shakes his head slowly. No words describe my amazement, he says repeatedly, as he examines the thick, leathery tails you place before him. As promised, Widdock presents you with 1,000 gold tokens you agreed upon. It's gold well used, he says, meeting in a soul across. As far as Moses are concerned, Freetower went to his grave with Romic's arrows. I should prefer to keep that story attacked. A nest right below King's larder? I'll deny it to my dying breath. He knows heartily, uh, thank, and again thanks you for, for your bravery and congratulates you on a job well done. You bid farewell to the ta you bid the tavern keep farewell and wander out into the common room of this establishment where you are partake in a well-deserved autumn ale before the warring fire. Okay, let's see. Okay, now, 
uh, as always, after taking part in the, one of these scenarios, you're fully healed. Which, which often comes as quite a relief. When you're thinking, oh, I need it. Please, please, end Snow. Just end, end the Snow. Come on, come on. I can't, I can't take much longer. End the Snow. And then it ends. And you go, phew. That, this scenario, this part's over. So I get to... So I'll be fully healed for the next part. The showers still apart or sparkles pouring out the bread house can only mean trouble. The paleo bread man. Begin the scenario. As you're making your way along the lower portion of Bluestone Lane just after dawn, you pass by a bread house that is already bustling with activity. The smell of freshly baked bread, paleo bread in particular, there's a link, this dark, sweet, grainy bread used paleo in its brewed form as one of the main ingredients. It's a favourite of bread houses across the North Broadlands. Wafting out of the open windows makes you hungry. You're about to follow your nose across the lane when suddenly a shower of sparks pours out of the bread house doors, followed closely by a chorus of shrieking from the patrons within. What next reaches your eyes is one of the most shocking and unexpected sights you have ever witnessed. Dustling out of the breadhouse, standing no more than a foot tall, is the miniature likeness of a tunic garbed man made entirely out of paleo bread. A, a silver glow animates from this, from this strange creature as he promptly rushes across the street in your direction. The, the bread house patrons pour out of the door and gesture furiously at the small bread man, now making his way towards, towards you. He nearly killed the baker! screams one of the men, pointing at the bread man. Bread man. Stop him! The bread man, with large, with large workings for eyes and nose and a slice of baked pumpkin for his wedge-shaped mouse, stops in front of you. Place, places both hands on his hips and says in a taunting voice, One, one, as fast as you can, you won't kiss me in the paley, the bad bread man. I thought of the bacon, I'll take it to a fight. I want it for you too. I can, I can! And with that, the paleo man takes off, running down the lane, although you're unsure what exactly transpired in the bread house to give birth to this abomination. You have no desire to see this apparently murderous bread man escape. Leaving the angry Bradhouse mob, you take up pursuit, desperately trying to keep up with the bread breakneck pace of the strange creature. Your legs pump furiously, uh, and, your, and your breathing grows ragged as you struggle to catch up with the fleeing paleo bread man. Got to pick a number, I get a bonus of 100, 40 from body, 20 from spirit, 20 from agility, and 20 from luck. And they've got to get 75, so I can not fail. 143, success. Only with tremendous effort are you able to keep pace with the fleeing paleo bread man. Several minutes in, in, into the chase, just as you're near the end of Lower Bluestone Lane, a lone city, a city watchman, lantern in hand, appears from around the corner and steps directly into the path of the fleeing paleo beds. Without missing a step, the agile paleo bread lamp leaps into the air, bounding over the startled watchman, clearing his shoulder by nearly a foot. Once past the watchman, the paleo bread man turns, 
places his hands on his lips and says in a taunting voice, One, one, as fast as you can, you won't catch me on the belly of a man. I've thought of the breaking I've taken, taken to flight. I've run from the mob, I can run from you too. I can! I can! With that, the paleo birdman turns and dashes away. The chase resumes. It's the same. Your legs plump furiously and your breathing grows ragged as you struggle to catch up with the fleeing paleo birdman. Same check as before. Success. With only, only with tremendous effort, you're able to keep pace with the fleeing paleo birdman. The flight of the paleo birdman continues. Review at the head of the bread house mob, and the lantern bearing watchman abreast of you. The odd being shows no sign of tying, and indeed his pace appears to be quickening as the pursuit goes on. Soon a group of three city guardsmen appear, each of them staring in disbelief as the paleobred man as he rapidly approaches. The paleobred man stops in front of the trio of guards, places his hand on his hips, and says in a taunt of voice, one, one, as fast as you can, you won't catch me on the pelly of a man. I've hot on the bacon, I've taken to flight. I won from the mob and the watchman's eyes, and I want for you too. I can, I can. With that, the pelly bled man. Man turns and sprints off down the road. The chase resumes. Your legs plump furiously, and your breathing goes ragged as you struggle to catch up with the fleeing pelly bled man. Same check again. Success. With only a tremendous effort are you able to keep pace with the fleeing paleo bled man. Showing no signs of tiring, the paleo bled man dashes wildly through the city streets. You manage to pull ahead of the others that are in pursuit, but still find yourself a good distance behind the, ele- the evasive bread man. As you round a sharp corner, you spot you spot the paleo bled man nearing a young man in a wide-brimmed leather hat. A fanciful wind plume extends from the crown of the hat. The young man nearly drops the loot he's carrying upon catching sight of the strange being drawing up him. The paleo band stops in front of the young minstrel, places his hands on his lips, and in a broad, taunting tone says, One, one, as fast as you can, you can't press me on the paleo bird man. Fought the bacon, I've taken to flight. I've run from the mob and the lodgement's life. I've run from the guards, I've run from you too. I can, I can. With that, the paleo man, bread man turns and dashes off, resuming his breakneck pace. The chase resumes. Your legs pump furiously and your breathing grows ragged as you struggle to catch up with the fleeing paleo bread, paleo bread man. Same check again. Success. It's only with tremendous effort to keep pace with the fleeing paleo-bred man. The paleo-bred man, despite all his speed and apparent coming, makes what could prove to be a fatal mistake. The strange being turns and dashes into Wide Valley, only to discover that it ends in a high wall, several yards in from the street. You are the first of the pursuers to enter the valley behind him, and the paleo-bred man turns and glares at you. Defiantly places his hands and hips and says in a bold, taunting voice, Fight, fight as best as you can. You fought rope for me. I'm the paleo man. I fought at the baker. I took him to fight. I've run from the mob and the watchman's lice. I've run from the guards and the red plume blasts. And now I fought to you. I can. I will. With that, the paleo
paler bled man leaps into the air. His tiny hands hands outstretched to clamp you on clamp clamp to clamp onto your throat. You boldly fight the paleo bread man. And I fight. Oh, it's choking me, choking me for eight damage. It's choking me again for nine damage. Gotta keep. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, the paleo bread man attempts to force you. Your opponent grabs hold of your throat and chokes you violently. Oh, I, I'm, I'm drawing ahead now. Oh, it chokes me again. Again for six damage. Stop choking me. It's not very nice. Because people need air to breathe. Seventy experience points. The blood-curdling scream, the paleo-bred man, collapses to the ground and does not move again like that. You are quickly surrounded by three guards, the watchman, the red-bloomed principal and the bread-house mark. Everyone stares in silence at the remains, the remains of the strange being. Still, looks sort of edible, says the watchman, breaking the silence. The minstrel and two of the guards nod in agreement. I mean, he's only bread, after all, says the woman from the bread house mob. Those surrounding the fallen paleo bread man again nod in agreement. Right then, says one of the guards, ho- hoisting the paleo bread man's lifeless floor off the ground. And I'll say whatever devil will be progressed, this, this good bread is now gone. I said, our duty is to see it never returned. Now, come to that, who wants a leg? 28, 128 experience to general. And yes, I want a leg. Just, 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 just a leg. I mean, I've got to watch my figure. Actually, actually no, I don't. I've burnt plenty of calories chasing it. <laughs> yes, 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 it's the, it's the new, it's the new, it's the new diet program. The food ensures you lose weight by running away from you. Yes, yes, it's the perfect weight loss scheme. Really, really fast food. If you can catch it, you can eat it. If you can't catch it, you got to get fitter. Then you can catch it, and then you deserve it. Really fast food. New marketing scheme. Uh, and that's that done. Right, there's one more, one more little part. There's one more part of the in Talinus. Talinus part three. The streets, streets of the kingdom's capital aren't getting any safer. But luckily for you, danger has become a way of life. This quest is amulet. In the scenario. While passing along a tree lined lane not far from the King's Citadel, your eyes are drawn to a, to a muddy leather pouch lying in the gutter. You pick up the pouch and note that it bulges oddly, as if, as if it conceals an object of an irregular shape. When you open it, you are shocked to discover it contains a ruby and jade amulet of immeasurable beauty. 
if it soon becomes apparent there's more this magnificent talisman that meets the eye. The instant your fingers touch the carved jade, the amulet shimmers and disappears. Your surroundings begin to blur, and the light of day rapidly fades. This the disorientating, disorienting episode ends almost as quickly as it began. When your vision clears, you find yourself in entirely new, unfamiliar surroundings and witness to a most horrifying sight. You are standing on the stony expanse in the midst of a bleak, grassy moor. A dark stone tower rises up from the back of the rocky crag, no less than a quarter of a mile from here. A sudden, angry bellow, coupled with the sound of a small explosion, turns your head to the left when the source of both noises are revealed to you. Twenty yards from where you stand, a lone man pitches a desperate battle against three club-wielding giants. The, tri- the trio of massive humanoids, their blue-skinned, blue-skinned torsos covered, covered in living moss and riddled with protruding ends of feasting parasites, surround their white-bearded foe. The gruesome giants raise their weighty stone clubs, preparing to strike down the old man. A ball of flame hurts, hurls from the, hurtles from the bearded man's outstretched hand and strikes one of the giants square in the chest, driving the fearsome being back several steps. A second fire ball streaks through the air, streaks through the air and again strikes a giant, this time cleanly removing its head. The giant's headless body tosses the ground. The remaining two giants grunt savagely and prepare to bring their clubs down on their surrounded play. Without a second thought, you charge across the broken ground to the aid of the beleaguered man. As you approach, one of the giants turns and swipes at you with his massive club. The unbelief dodged the blow and then moved to engage the savage brute. I'm fighting a more giant. I fight... The, hid- the hideous giant swipes at you with his stone club. The enemy laid a particularly brutal stroke for six damage. Alright, it's got to keep fighting. Fighty, fighty, fight. Fighty, there's another brutal stroke just now. 22 experience. Your final blow sends a towering giant crashing to the ground with a reverberating thud. <laughs> No way. Like that. Yeah, like like that. Something like that. The reverberating thud. You turn to find the white bearded man sprawled out onto the ground unmoving, and the unforgiving stone of the giant club. Club squeaking towards your head. Fortification? I do, and so I'm using it. Attempt to channel it now. 128 experience of fortification. Your timely summation of the power of fortification is nothing short of miraculous. The, ga- the giant savage blow glances harmlessly off the invisible barrier you've erected. Your magical shield ripples and fades as you move to engage the last of the giants. The giant grumbles as it lumbers forward and attacks. You begin combat. Hideous strike giant swipes you with this stone club. Alright, I keep going, keep going. 
Alright, I have slain this foe. 22 experience. With the last of the giants now dead, he rushed to the side of the white-bearded man. His breath is shallow, and his face is contorted into an expression of great pain. The man is near death. When he turns this, his head to look upon you, you are given the sense he has accepted the grim prospect. The glowing coin, he says amidst painful glance. Was it the glowing coin that ensnared you as well, friend? When you shake your head and tell it was a jade and ruby amulet of immense beauty, scatless for your transpire, he smiles weakly and nods. All my life I was a fisherman, he says. Here at the end of my life I find myself struggling for debt, having taken the obvious bait of some benevolent entity and no doubt caught his place home. There's a dark bit of irony in all of it. You comfort the man's head and ask him if he knows where you are. Much to your disappointment, he shakes his head. He motions with his hand towards the black tower, rising out of the distance, rising to the moor, like a dark, bony finger. This is no doubt one of the countless realms of the Nevinus, he replies. What master of magic has snared and delivered us onto, onto it? We never know. My days draw to a close. We went here, in this desolate spot, but it is of no consequence. The old father's hand rests upon my shoulder. I do not fear the encroaching dark. With dying breath, the white-bearded man at last reveals to you that his name is Lucien. He hails from the city of Salabin. Salabin. Salabin is the capital city of the once proud kingdom of Rosario. This kingdom is famous for its three knightly orders, who are not only champions of the kingdom's monarchs, but for the populace at large. Militarily, Sebastian remains the most powerful city in all of Russia. It, it is in the chaos that has followed the murder of Wysalian's King Pion has remained a stalwart beacon of truth and stability in the world. In the heart, heart of Sebastian stands the King's Citadel, it now resides the former top advice to King Plan, a man named Norin Bregg. Bregg has assumed the post of steward of Wysol, which he claims gives him the authority to rule the kingdom until the rightful heir to the throne is determined. The king, the city's three knightly orders all vowed their support for the steward, and have seen to it that Sebastian's military and fortifications provide an adequate deterrent against attack by one of the power-hungry barons. Oh dear. That, that kingdom seems to be going through a bit of a rough spot. But it looks like it looks like there are people in hand to pull it through. Until the true king can be found or we can just find some likely person and Make up and um, and forge and find a way to make them the true king. Because I mean, I mean, you you could fudge monarchy easily enough. Yeah, just 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 say, oh no, yeah, yeah, I'm one of those. Yeah, I'm one of those unknown bastards. Yeah, just just you know, illegitimate descendant. Last one. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally descended from from the king. Yeah. Yeah, you know, the son he never talks about. Yeah, that, that's that's me. It should be. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's him. I mean, I mean look at this, um, this, this um, 
this amulet. Oh, this 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 scar, right here. Doesn't that look a bit fresh? Yeah, yeah, that's 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 the magic of the, the scar. It looks fresh. And like everyone's like, yeah, whatever. I'll take it. <laughs> Something like that. Or maybe there is a true king wandering around. Or or maybe or maybe they'll have to find a cousin or an uncle. Or there's some sort of magical trial they have to overtake. Who knows? Who knows? But, but it sure would be fun to take part. And, I mean, I don't want to be the king. I mean, I mean, a king, you, know, you have to sign things, you have to have meetings, you have to, you have people constantly trying to kill you. Admittedly, that's no different to me. And you're supposed, and you put, and and. Sometimes you're not allowed to wear full plate armor, and you got all these fancy feasts, and you got to talk. You got to talk with diplomats. You got to, you got to pretend that you don't actually hate this other head of head of state. Yes, it seems right. No, I, I, I prefer I prefer being an adventurer than a king, even a medieval king, which let's face it, have a lot more fun than modern. Constitutional monarchs whose main duty is go to this place, wave, go to this place, wave, go to this place, wave, then go to this place, wave, have someone have talk to a talk to this boring person, talk to this boring person, talk to this boring person. You are on a blood obliged to. Put up with Boris Johnson uh, several times a month. Oh dear. Yeah, alright. I told you before the giant attacked him, he was trying to reach the Black Tower in hope of discovering a way, means of escaping this place and returning home. Zussin's body suddenly goes limp, and you gently lower his head to the ground. You say a brief prayer of him and fold his arms across his chest before turning and cautiously making your way across the broken ground of the moor towards the nearby tower. As you approach the tower, you note that a pale light animates from the windows on its uppermost level. A wide stone arch, fitted with a tall wooden door, appears to serve as the main entrance, and a broad stony path leads up to it. Your eyes are drawn upwards to the sky above the grim structure where several dark shapes circle on high, perhaps more than a mile above the top of the tower. From the top of the main entrance, you assail the outer, you assess the outer wall of the tower may prove scalable, though such a prospect is certainly not to avoid a danger. If you have the power of divination and wish to use it, I do. Shall it now? You sense the main tower's main entrance guarded. You're also able to sense the dark snake circling high above the tower are of no immediate threat to you. Hmm. Should I take go make the front door? Or should I attempt to scale the tower? Thing is, I'm more familiar with monsters than climbing. So I'm going to take the main entrance. As you approach the tower's main entrance, you find that the massive wooden door is not locked. With a gentle effort, the door swings in outwards, 
and you step into the dimly lit and strangely empty interior of the tower's ground floor. A narrow chair stair clings to the tower wall as it winds its way up into the shadows overhead. Your heart suddenly skips a bleat, so it comes with a horrified realisation that your feet are firmly stuck to the floor. Horror mounts as you look, look down and find the vicious grey slime that disguises itself as a stone floor is, rap, rap, is rapidly rising up your legs. You struggle to free yourself from the clutches of the corrosive slime as it attempts to devour you. I fight a corrosive grey slime. Yep, the grey slime attempts, tries to attach itself to your flesh. Okay, and uh, it is slain. 6 XP. The slime rapidly retreats into an oozing puddle on the floor, releasing its grip on you as it does so. You quickly make your way to the foot of the winding stair and begin your ascent. Keeping one hand on the outer floor of the tower to steady yourself, you climb into the shadows. You pass through several empty floors as before at last before before at last arriving at a plain wooden door set back from the, from a small landing at the top of the stair. The door is slightly ajar as you push it open only to be confronted by yellow scaled reptilian being in blue robes. The wide unblinking eyes of this strange being are fixed firmly upon you. Gonna okay, and Please continue. The rogue reptilian bows and addresses you in a multitude of tongues. When he at last arrives at your own, you seek not to understand him, and he again bows deeply. My apologies, traveller, he says humbly. You're not the first ensnared by the tricky of our world's dangerous magical trio, and I fear you will not be the last. The rogue reptilian tells you that the three brothers, each a master wi- wizard, plagued this neverworld realm and regularly captured beings from other worlds to use as wicked sport. You are lucky not to have encountered them already, he says. You must be occupied in another part of the realm, of their fear they would have been waiting to enslave you upon your arrival. You ask, you ask this strange being in way to escape from this realm and return to the world of Swift. He nods, motioning for you to follow him. The... The reptilian being leads you to a charred spot on the floor of this far side of the chamber. There, there he makes a series of rapid, rapid hand gestures upon completion of the complex sequence. Swirling blue portal appears. This will lead you back to your world. I must warn you, though, the path is way without danger. May fortune guide you, wayward friend. If you have the power of divination and wish to use it... And I do, and I do. You discern the Rodillion being speaking to him. You sense dangers from the portal. But we're not to believe that he is any way trying to deceive you. I can step in the whirling vortex. Or pat that as the option to attack the world Rodillion being. But he helped me out. And he's done nothing against me. And he's probably really cute. Kind of hard to say, though, because, well, (laughs) hasn't been described in great detail. I'm going to step into this swirling vortex. 
You step into the swirling blue vortex and instantly find yourself tumbling through a shadowy void. A blood-curdling squeak shatters the silence as your feet come to rest on solid ground. A pair of strange beings, each with the body of a human and the oversized head of a fierce raven, emerge from the darkness that envelops you. Wielding double-bladed axes, the horrific duo moves in for the attack. For the attack, two Ravenwood warriors. The cruel but comparatively wide, 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 mindless Ravenwood, Ravenwood are prevalent throughout many Neverwood realms. These man-sized beings have the torso and limbs of a human and the oversized head of a Raven. Ravenwoods typically inhabit the abandoned dwellings of other species. Preferring wounds, towers, towers, and castles above all else. And they probably like saying never more a lot. Because, I mean, that's like, that's like half the. That's 2 or 3% of the entire fun of being a raven is to say never more! Never more! Never more! And come! And never more! Yes, it's just the sort of thing they like saying. Saying, wink. Alright, go back. I fight these two Raven Nook warriors. The Raven Nook warriors slash at you with their blades. And they hack, and they slash. I sudden, I suck your weapon, suddenly strikes your enemy with a savage blow. I fight, fight, fight. I have slain the foe. Got 38 experience. The two Raven Rock Warriors are dead. You take a step back from their corpses and immediately find yourself again tumbling through the void. When you feel one, you next feel solid ground beneath your feet, however, you suddenly realise you're back on the tree-lined street when the entire ordeal began. You breathe a long sigh of relief as you set about checking over and adjusting your equipment. Thankful to have survived this strange episode, you hurry along the tree-lined street, promises yourself that you'll be more mindful of what you pick up out of the gutter. From now on, 512 experience to general. And that, that's, that's these particular... That's this particular start. See, that's the series of quests in town that's complete, and we'll stop for now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.